Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Human Glue Project Podcast. This is where we explore the stories, the thought leaders, and the concepts related to human connection to help us live more fulfilling lives. Today, we're talking about the phrase, misery loves company. And we're going to go over how this phrase carries so much truth for people who are feeling unhappy and we'll dive into why it is we actually seek other people out when we're feeling miserable or when we're suffering. If that sounds interesting, let's hop into it. The phrase misery loves company is is a phrase and idea that has dated back hundreds of years. And it essentially means that people who are suffering are are comforted by the knowledge that other people are also unhappy and also suffering. The actual phrase itself, though, is is much, much older, with its first use being traced all the way back to someone by the name of Dominic de Gravina. And he was a 14th century Italian historian who wrote, Solamen Miseris Socios Abuise Dolores, which I, I probably butchered, but that is Latin, and it translates to, to the unhappy, it is a comfort to have had company in misery. Now, you probably heard it this this phrase in instances where where people reach out to others, you know, when they're feeling down. But for me, this was you know whenever I'd fail a test in school uh, or when something just wasn't going my way, I would always take to Twitter or Instagram or the person next to me to see if just anyone related, if anyone could could feel what I was going through, if anyone else had failed, it made me feel better that I wasn't alone. <clears throat> So, you know, when I heard this phrase recently, it made me think, like, why is it that we want to see others suffer the same as us when something goes wrong? Why is it that when someone seeks out another person who is suffering, is it that is it because the mind needs connection or is it because of something darker? Right. Is it because we just want other people to suffer as much as us? And so what I had initially found was that there were two primary reasons The first reason that I'd found was that when someone seeks another person during times of misery, they're doing so with malicious intent. They are inherently, internally unhappy, jealous, and and they just can't stand to see someone in a position they want to be in. So essentially what they resort to is trying to bring other people down in in an effort to see someone fall into the same position as them. This allows the person who was originally miserable to feel better temporarily seeing someone else suffer the way they are and knowing that they're not the only ones suffering. The second reason that people who are miserable may seek out someone uh, someone else is, is far less malicious. Uh, internally, it is because they don't want to be alone. They, they don't like the idea of them being the only one going through something difficult. So essentially, what we're seeing is that they are craving empathy and they want to know that they aren't enduring something awful by themselves. And an example of, of each of these types of people can be illustrated with, with something I used earlier, the results of a test at school. So in scenario A, a student who failed a test might turn to the student next to them who received a higher score and then attempt to invalidate their results by saying, oh, you know, you got lucky. Or you have tutoring, so clearly this is the reason why you're doing better. By doing so, this makes that person that they turn to feel miserable and in turn helps the person who failed feel better. 
So in this first scenario, this person is, is really bringing down someone else to bring them down to the same level so that they can also go through that suffering and that person who originally failed the test can feel a temporarily, keyword, temporarily better. On the flip side, a similar student who failed may find another person in class who failed and then just seek to relate to their suffering. So, you know, they might ask around, see who didn't do so hot, and once they find those people who didn't do so well, you know, then they can start trying to find and justify a way that, you know, why it is that they failed, and also just so that they can relate to someone going through the same thing as them. You know, for some examples might be they might say things like, man, this, this teacher made that test really hard, or we probably failed because both of us didn't get enough sleep. Um, but essentially, it's, it's a way of coping with the sting of failing a test by having someone else who had gone through the same thing that you did. Now, the key thing to understand between both types of students is that at the end of the day, it's important to realize that you know no matter which route one takes when they feel miserable, whether it's bringing someone else down or finding else someone else who feels the same way and, and talking through it. At the end of the day, it comes back to why. Why Why do these people do this? Why are they seeking out company when they're miserable? And the truth is, is no one wants to suffer alone. And that is why misery seeks company in good ways and in bad ways. No one wants to go through hardships alone. And that's why, no matter how it manifests, our mind continues to seek out other people. And at the end of the day, that's also why human connection, or aka the act of stopping loneliness, is so important. So the next time you're feeling miserable, the next time you're feeling sad, and, and you feel like you need to reach out, and you feel like you need to, whether it's call out to Twitter or, or call out to a friend, just know that the reason why you're reaching out is because you don't want to be alone, and that's okay. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning all the way in. Uh, this episode was a lot shorter than most episodes, and I kind of just wanted to test out what that would look like, what it would look like to maybe have anywhere from like a 5 to a 10 to a 15-minute episode, and, and really see which one everyone relates to the most or resonates the most with, and, and if it's a feasible, I guess, kind of a podcast episode. So um, please feel free to leave a rating. Let me know what you think of the shorter-form episodes, and let me know if you prefer any interviews or if you prefer all types. Uh, essentially what I'm thinking is maybe doing a short episode one week and then um, in the next doing an interview. So pretty much switching off between short and long form content. Uh, please feel free to, to leave that suggestion in, in the ratings uh, or shoot me a comment or uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram at the human glue project and I am happy to answer. Um, aside from that, I wanted to say, I know it's been, um, a long time since the, since the last episode, but, um, between different hosting issues, between a lot of workload at work and, uh, just crazy stuff in life, um, just haven't been able to post as frequently, but now that I've gotten the new host, I'm on Buzzsprout. And now that I've gotten a lot of stuff figured out between work um, and school, I am going to be posting a lot more frequently, and I'm looking forward to getting back on track with this uh, podcast. So please, please, please leave a review, uh, share it with a friend, and um, I just I just want to, again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, you know, I will share it. One, one milestone that we actually hit uh, with with the last, uh, from the last time we were speaking, um, was that we'd actually hit uh, 500 plus like unique downloads in a month, which is which is a pretty 
good milestone, especially for a starting podcast. So thank you again to everyone who made that possible and looking forward to getting the next thousand, five thousand, and eventually ten thousand. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.